So this is where I fell in love. Like when I was working at Victor's, I liked working in the coffee business. But when I was in Australia, I would fell in love. I was really fell in love with like the 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 coffee business. Mm. We have we we go to a lot of coffee bars in Sydney mm. and in Melbourne, and I just really really liked it. it. I really enjoyed it, and this is where I. I really knew that I wanted to have my own coffee. It like it bar. reaffirmed. Yeah, yeah well, it was now like, for oh my real. God, I need to make. I, I like. Yeah. I need to do this. Yeah. yeah, And at the same time, I realized that I didn't know anything about coffee because the, a whole new world would open up for me. Mm. There's so much more to learn. When I would explain people my uh, plan, my vision, I want to start a very little coffee bar on my own, focus on the coffee. A lot of people tell me and still are telling me, don't you want to go bigger? Mm. And don't you want to have more tables and, and, and more space to have people in? So stick to your plan. If you really have a clear vision on what you want, stick to it. Same with me wanting to have a coffee bar in the city center. I had an opportunity to open, uh, to have a location outside of the city center. But still, I said no because... It wasn't what I wanted. Mm. And so you did stick to it. And yeah, how has that vision. paid off for you? Explain how that's paid off. Well, at the end, is it really paid off because now I, I really have what I want. Mm. So what I had in mind is exactly like really exactly till the very last brick and, of stone in the wall. Oh, wow. It's really what I wanted. What's your life story? Welcome to Inspirational Interviews with Jen Rod, where you will discover everyday brave hearts connecting with their truth. Find out what inspires them to do what they love, how they got here and why they never give up. Be inspired by these stories to create your beautiful life with your host, Jen Rod. Hi guys, welcome back to Inspirational Interviews. I can't wait to kick on actually with this interview because yeah, it was just a super cool, crystal clear conversation about having a dream, going for it and achieving it and making it come alive and then living it. Axel talks about, you know, where the idea came about, you know, where his love for coffee started and then, you know, following the steps to making this come true. And he, he really sort of shares with us his whole journey about it. Yeah, I'm so grateful for his conversation because I know that it can help anyone out there who has a dream. Because one thing he talks about, which you're going to get from this uh, conversation, is that your vision is so important. You know, what you see in your mind's eye is key to making your dream come true. And this is where for Axel, um, this is where it, it, it really worked for him is that he knew exactly what he wanted to achieve in starting his coffee bar. So yeah, um, we're going to kick on with that in a minute. And just to quickly uh, ask you guys, please give a like to the show, leave a review in the uh, iTunes section, because this is really uh, important, you know, for the people that are coming in here, being vulnerable, sharing their beautiful stories, you know, leaving a little comment goes such a long way. And um, share this with people who, you know, maybe have a dream, share this with friends or family or 
you know, um, anyone you know who's been talking about wanting to have their own business or wanting to start something or was not happy with what they're doing at the moment, you know, these stories trigger so many beautiful ideas. And when you listen to stories, you forget your own. And that's important because it's in that moment where you forget yourself that you really learn and you really grow and you really become inspired. So I'm obviously a huge believer of stories, which is why I've dedicated my life to to creating platforms for people to share their stories. So yeah, uh, subscribe on the inspirationalinterviews.com website. Then every week you will get a notification when the, the next podcast comes out. And if you want to get in contact with me, please do so on jen at inspirationalinterviews.com. And uh, another quick heads up is that I do interviews also privately for people, not per se interviews, but I help people tell their life story. So if you know anyone who wants to tell their life story and just share it with family or friends or within a work community, whatever it may be, I can do that for you. So again, send me an email, jen at inspirationalinterviews.com. And yeah, we can start moving that journey forward. So guys, without any further ado, please welcome Axel from Axe Specialty Coffees. The reason why I invited you into the studio with me is because I came across your cafe. Yeah. I'm quite fussy with my coffee and I noticed these guys sitting at the window and I could see the color of the coffee on, on, on the cup. Yeah. And then also the foam, you know, it was a combination. So I was like, oh my gosh, that looks like a good cappuccino. So I was like, okay, I need to go inside. So I just happened to be with my husband at the time mm. and my little boy. We went in and you have the most gorgeous, tiny little coffee bar. I do. I really do. Thank you. <laughs> you thanks for thanks pride. for reminding me. Yeah. 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 I love it. So talk to me about that. Let's let's go straight in there, and then we're going to explore your life in other areas. Mm -hmm. But let's start with the coffee bar. So yeah, so many things to ask because I know you even had someone helping you with the interior, right? Yeah, I, a kind of bit. It was my girlfriend and my mother-in-law who kind of designed the place because mm -hmm. they're into interior design and they know all these kind of things. So they really helped me with the color I should do on the wall or the shelf I would need to put up or the plants and all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And my father-in-law really helped me out with uh, supplying the water supply and the water drainage and the electricity so yeah that was really helpful i couldn't have started a coffee bar without his help for sure oh seriously seriously not no yeah. because i didn't really have the financial stuff ready to go so it was really a combination of uh of, of uh, all kinds of things so that he could help me out yeah without asking money for it for all the hours yeah, it really, really helped me out. Yeah, that's big. Eh? That's it's really uh, big, really big, yeah. Because actually in the last, uh, one of the recent interviews also, um, Ricard, with Ricard Anderson, they, he had two award-winning, one award-winning, I don't know if you know the Scandinavian embassy in Amsterdam. Of course I do, yeah, okay, of course. Okay, so that was, yeah. he started that. Cool. And I interviewed him and um, he's not involved in it anymore and well, you can hear his story. Yeah, you know, they they did that all themselves the interior and he yeah. was saying you know like all of it together it could have cost you know a good close to a hundred thousand yeah. with what they did so it's big it's really to. big yeah and then scandinavian embassy of course is like a bigger bigger uh, location yeah. of course but if you would all expand it and if people having do it for you yeah cost you a lot of money yeah, yeah so if yeah. you can save on those kind of things it's It'll really help. helpful yeah 
did you borrow money from the bank then still no, to get this no, going? No, thank God not. No. Serious? No, I didn't. No. It was all... I, I used my own money to the very last cent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Even your credit cards or just... Nothing. No. Well, it was kind of a weird situation because yeah. I was always looking for a location to start my own coffee bar. But I would always do this and look for a location... But still, I knew that I didn't really have the money to start it. So what I said to myself is, okay, what you're going to do is you're going to work in 2019. And you're going to save every euro that you can. So you're going to save a lot of money. And then uh, when you have enough money, you can look for a location. And you can really start your own coffee bar. But then when I started saying that to me, it was January 2019. And then I would go on holiday. So we were going to Cape Town. Oh, no way! We were in Cape Town, hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were in Cape Town, and still, even though I was on holiday, I still was looking for a place in you Harlem. You mean like on Funda? On Funda, online, on Google Maps, what is a good street, yeah. uh, you know, I was still looking. But this is in January 2000- January 2019. 2019. Yeah. yeah, I just said to myself, okay, if you really want to start this coffee bar, you first need to save money otherwise you cannot start but then i was in cape town and uh, i was still looking for this place and then i remembered this really tiny place in the Kruisstraat where i always used to to buy my sandwich and that's in harlem yeah Yeah. that's where i'm located now yes yeah Yeah, so this was a really tiny place what i remembered when i used to work at victor's special bar which was another coffee place doesn't exist anymore okay but when I used to work there back at the time, uh, I would always go and buy a sandwich at the Groot. And at, it was located... And, but, but, okay, but hold on, because a lot of these people that are listening, a lot of my guys and mm-hmm. my fans, followers, and people that love your stories are from all over the world. So okay, yeah. I just need to fill them in every now and of then. Of course, of course. But okay, so yeah, um, Axel's from Harlem. He was born in Harlem. Well, in Volgelezang, which is close. Yeah, I was born in Harlem. In Harlem. Born in Harlem, though. Okay, yeah. and then you... Part lived in Vogelazang. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, okay. as a kid. But now you're back in Harlem. Vogelazang, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's just a few uh, minutes yeah, away. Yeah, very small village. <laughs> small, don't small, go there. small little village. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so now yeah, you, you, you're from Harlem. You're yeah. a, what do you call them again? What do you call you guys from mug. Harlem? A mug. A mug. You're a mug. Mosquito. Which, a mosquito. Yeah. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> but um, so born in Harlem. And so you were working in Harlem and all these places you're talking about are in Harlem. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. yeah. And for those of you guys who haven't been to Harlem, it's a very pretty city in the Netherlands, which is about 20 minutes on the train from Amsterdam. So that's the geography of that's where geography. we're at right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So now you went to this sandwich bar. Yeah. Also in a very old, pretty building. It's kind of, it's very authentic. Very authentic and yeah. very old. Yeah, I think the building is from 1880. It's a really old place. It's just very pretty and always looks gorgeous and attractive from the outside. Yeah, the right. They present their delicacies and yeah, it's lovely. I've also bought sandwiches from there myself as well. From the butcher yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but before they used to have the little sandwich bar. Yeah, it was another family. Yeah, so okay. the, it was still a butcher back at that time, but from another family. Yeah, uh, and they would have a sandwich shop located in uh, the little shop where I'm located now. Yeah, so that's how I knew the place. I would always go there, buy my sandwich, 
Uh, and then when my break was done, I would go back to Victor's. Oh, my word. Yeah. Did you ever think like never, one day I'm going to have my own cafe, coffee never, bar in this never. place? It's really weird. When you look back, it's really weird, of course. I would always go there and, and, and order my sandwich. And back then, I would never have thought that I would go there and start my own bar. So wow. That's really, really weird. Yeah. So that's how I remember because I was looking for a location, I think, for three years. Yeah. But you're in Cape Town now, you were saying. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, in yeah. Cape Town and you're searching. Yeah, I was searching. And then I came across this shop, yeah. this location. So I would go on Google Maps and made a photo of the street view. And I would go online and looking up information. Is there anything located in the shop at the moment? But I couldn't find anything. So I Wait, said... What do you mean? Sorry. So, because you saw on Funda there was a place available for rent. No, I was just I was just thinking about a uh, a good location for my uh, shop. Okay. And what 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 I found very important is that the shop would be very very small. Oh, that's what you want. That's what I wanted. Yeah. So I had a whole list of things that I wanted, and number one on the list was it has to be a very small shop where I could work by myself without any staff, focusing on coffee. Okay, and that was important to you. Like that was you, important for me, and yeah. Because you also come from working as a coffee expert in other In other bars. places, yeah. uh, with colleagues, so with staff. So those places were bigger. Yeah. And I wanted to have something very small yeah. and very personal. Why was it important to you to not have staff? Because like I... Like that's such a conscious decision yeah, to make. Yeah, because I wanted to focus on my coffee. So I really wanted to have a shop. Yeah, how can I explain it? I really wanted to have a shop where I could work on my own and focus on my coffee without having to provide lunch or anything like that. Mm, mm. And I think if you would go in a bigger shop, people expect mm. that you would have some sandwiches or those mm. a lunch kind of menu, things. Yeah. A lunch menu. Yeah. And I just really to to have like a coffee bar, a coffee shop. And of course, I do have tea as well. And of course, I do have some pastries as well. But my main focus is on the coffee. You've got gorgeous little pastries. I do, I do, I do. Yeah. yeah. But my main focus will be on the coffee. And I think like I'm, I'm, I'm really a coffee freak. <laughs> and I, I want to know everything about coffee. And I want to know everything about the business. And I would just really, really make coffee for people. Yeah. But on a high quality. Yeah. So yeah. I think when I would have other people in my shop, I think I would find it very hard to to have them making coffee. You'll lose the focus. For You'll you, lose the it focus. distracts you yeah. too much. You yeah. start focusing on what are they doing. Are they doing it right? Yeah, they... I just think it's very important to make high quality coffee. Yeah. And I do this in my shop. So I will use... Uh, it's nice to say coffee bar. Cause coffee bar, yeah. yeah. Coffee shop is a bit weird I here. know. No, yeah. but even yeah. shop. Because it doesn't, it doesn't justify the, the, the gorgeousness of your... Your little coffee bar. Exactly. It's you like need to really say coffee, coffee bar. bar, yeah, because yeah. it's so gorgeous. And and just to explain to you guys, so you walk inside and it literally is tiny. I mean, there's Axel's, um, you know, the, the counter. Uh, in, like as you walk in, his little counter's along the wall in front of you. And literally you walk in front of it and there's just enough space for, I don't know, like a 20 centimeter ruler sized um, (laughs) shelf and then a few bar stools underneath. And that sort of wraps around to a little window in an L shape. I'm explaining it quite well. eh? You're explaining it. I couldn't have done better. You're doing really good. (laughs) So yeah, like in a little L shape, which wraps around the bar and literally, I mean, 
when I was in there, there was a dog and I had to literally suck myself against the wall <laughs> so that the dog and the man could pass. Yeah, it is <laughs> but really It's small. so gorgeous. And then if, if you get there early, then you'll be lucky enough to, well, not early, but if you get there in a good time, you'll be lucky enough to sit at one of the two or three bar stools against the window looking out onto the little pretty street. That's the best part. Yeah. So, so. Oh, gosh. I'm so excited for you. I mean, this is like your dream come true. It really is. It really, really is. Yeah. This is what I wanted when I was looking for three years long. This is what I had in mind. I always say to people, I had something in my mind. And a lot of times when people want to want to have something, yeah. they need to... Uh, how do you say it in English? Say it in Dutch and I can translate. Yeah, huh? they... they uh, moeten ze sessies doen. Yeah. So if you would like to have a very nice house mm. with all nice furniture and a nice kitchen, uh, and at the end you can't have it all. So mm. you need to... Concessions. You, concessions. you need to compromise. You need to compromise. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to do it. Be- this is what I wanted. This is this. But isn't that because you just knew so exactly what you wanted? Yeah, you were I so think clear so. About yeah, your I was so clear. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to start my coffee bar in different places. Mm. So at a different location or in, in, a, in, an, in another city than Harlem. But it never felt right. I always had the feeling, no, you have to wait because this is not what you want. And I had this, 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 oh, this so shop, this bar in, in, in my mind. And I saw myself standing there making my coffees. And this is, this is just it. it really and it's is. unbelievable. So what's your website address? Uh, AxSpecialtyCoffee.nl Oh my God, you said that so fast. So it's <laughs> Ax as in Axel, AxSpecialtyCoffee.nl yeah, for Netherlands, NL. And I mean, even the way you've captured your website, everything is so beautiful and authentic. Thank you. Yeah. So who did that for you? Uh, it was a friend of mine, uh, Jelle. Mm-hmm. He has his own uh, company called Nine Bar. A, a digital mm-hmm. and he is also an old colleague for me from victor's a special okay. bar and he's still working in the coffee as well uh, and he helped me out with designing my my logo and he made my website as well so he's oh. really helping me out with Stunning. those kind of things yeah and even like so you know I've, i'm I, I always tell everyone i don't research huh, people mm-hmm. because it's raw authentic interview just having a real conversation with someone so I, I i skimmed your site because i needed to get your email address yeah because i was having problems with him. problems yeah. i don't know why but uh anyway so i did briefly skim your website and yeah even your suppliers are very organic and yeah. down to earth so talk to us about your suppliers well one of my main suppliers is uh stoker specialty coffee based in amsterdam Stoker is quite new. They're now here for five years and they roast really good coffee and they uh, supply really good coffee as well. Mm. Stoker works with all kinds of organizations who who are buying green coffee mm-hmm. from the countries of uh, the origins. Yeah. So, and the, the, those kind of organizations uh, really make sure that also the farmers, the coffee farmers, get a good price for their product, so for their coffee. Uh, okay, so, but so where is this coffee from? Do you know exactly? Or? They're from a bunch of places. So I'm using coffee from Colombia at the moment. Mm-hmm. I had work with coffee from Guatemala as well, coffee from Peru, 
coffee from Rwanda. So most of the times it's from Central or South America mm-hmm. or from Africa. Africa, yeah. Those are the most. Do places. you have a favorite? Yeah. No, not really. Not. If the coffee is 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 has a good, nice, complex, clean taste, I mm. really like it, and mm. I don't care if it's from Africa. Or, mm. But most of the times for espresso based coffees, I like. I like to have a coffee which is well bodied mm, mm. with nutty and chocolate kind of flavors. Yes. And most nice. of the times those kind of coffees come from Central or South Africa. Uh, really? South America. Uh, okay. Yeah. And coffees from Africa are tend to be more clean, light and fruity. And why is that? It has to do with uh altitude. So yeah. on uh, the the level of which the coffee is growing. And it has to do with the soil, so mm-hmm. the soil where the coffee grows. And it has to do with the process methods as well. So getting the coffee bean out of the coffee cherry. And most of the times uh, they do fully washed process methods in Africa, which gives the coffee a more cleaner, yeah. lighter, acidic taste. Yeah. And coffees from Central South America are tend to be more natural processed. That's interesting. Or huh? natural, yeah. So it has to do with water supply as well. Mm-hmm. So when you are in a in a country where there is not uh, a lot of access to water, they would process the coffee in a natural or pulp natural way because mm. it requires less water. So mm. which would be in South America. Exactly, uh, yeah. Okay. They do in Africa as well, but they do it a lot more in especially Central or South America. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me, what's the difference between uh, organic coffee and non-organic coffee? Because uh, we, we buy this organic coffee and everyone that has coffee at our house always, not I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people comment on our coffee. But mm-hmm. I'm very particular with always getting organic coffee. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I just, okay, I just think, okay, maybe no chemicals or uh, yeah, less, I don't know, some kind of additive or something like what is the difference well that's a part of it of course Mm. Uh, but i think the most important part is making sure that the coffee farmer gets a fair price for his coffee Mm. so i think when you buy organic coffee or fair trade coffee you make sure that the 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 coffee farmer so the the coffee supplier gets a fair price for his for his product yeah yeah because when you would buy a cheaper coffee yeah uh, most of the times, uh, farmers don't get a fair price for for their coffee. They just yeah. get a very low, a very low price. Yeah, and they would normally sell it to yeah. the co-ops. Yeah, so they would just sell a bunch of their coffee mm-hmm. to the to ma- making sure they get even something for their coffee. Yeah. Do they add the chemicals? I can imagine because it's a plant, so they add the chemicals on the crop itself, on mm-hmm. the plant itself. Mm-hmm. But then what, they don't do it with the organic coffee or... I'm not really sure because I've never been to a coffee farm myself. So I am not really sure. They they, they might use chemicals afterwards as well. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure though. Mm. What I said, I think with the organic coffee, because this is a big thing in the coffee business, that coffee farmers are getting not a fair price for the coffee. But I think it's farming in general, right? It's like I that, think so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a few weeks ago, there was the farm, the, the farmers were busy protesting. Exactly, yeah. There's too much of a monopoly mm-hmm. of these big supermarkets exactly, that are just yeah. completely cutting out the, the farmer. And the, 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 that is the same thing with coffee. Yeah. So with like the, 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 the big 
co-ops yeah. buying the coffee. So the, the farmers don't get a fair price. Mm. They, they would get a very low price for yeah. their coffee. And of course, we in the coffee business want to stimulate the coffee farmers yeah. to grow high quality coffee. Yeah. And the only way how we can stimulate them is by giving them a fair price. Yes, but it's the same with milk. It's with everything. Because of I mean, course, you yeah. also, I mean, I know you're also particular with the milk that you of use. Course, yeah. You have your own farmer who comes and drops it off. Yeah. But I mean, even with milk, you know, a, a good milk, as you would know, has a, an, an exceptional foam. Mm hmm. And a, a, a cheap milk has a crappy foam. Yeah, that's I mean, why, it's, why it's cheap, yeah. Yeah, so talk to us about that. Who, how do you select your 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 milk, your, your farmer? Yeah, your, what I did with my dairy milk, farmer, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really, it went really fast because uh, when I still had some days off, yeah. uh, I would always go and drink my coffee at Native, which oh, is yeah. a, another very nice coffee bar in, in Harlem. Yeah. Uh, so and I just really liked how the girls were working there. So they had really nice cakes and they had nice uh, milk as well. And I just really li really liked it. So they at the beginning they were working with another uh, milk supplier and they were switching to MoMA milk, mm -hmm. which is my supplier now at the moment. Yeah. And I saw it, and what I noticed was that the milk was served in jerry cans oh. instead of a package. Yes. So it spotted my just attention just explain what a jerry can looks like yeah like uh how can i explain it? it's like a plastic bottle instead of a carton yeah a package yeah so it it's, it's but is it plastic or glass it's plastic, plastic. It, yeah, yeah it's plastic so it's 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 i think it's like a kind of old way to to serve yeah. milk yeah because in the old days they would have it like in glass bottles or in yeah. glass jerry cans and also in those tin in the tins as well yeah, yeah. and now it's all in the carton yeah. package so the first thing that what that would drew my attention is that this milk was in a jerry can yeah oh, okay. which i just liked yeah i always drink my coffee black so i never do it with milk so I didn't even knew if the milk would taste good yeah. or different. Yeah. I just liked that it was more out of it, more exactly, old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Old-fashioned, like everyone would do it in a carton package, but MoMA Milk does it in a plastic jerry can. I yeah. just liked it. <laughs> and this was in, uh, I, I think it was somewhere in March. Yeah. Is and the jerry can the one that you hold? Exactly, so yeah. So it's a yeah. very old, yeah. Very, okay. very yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I even remember because... Sometimes it was too full. If it wasn't a really strong quality plastic, it would bend. Exactly. Actually, that's one. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Would cave in at the handle, right? <laughs> yeah. That's that's the one that I'm talking about. The <laughs> jerry can. Yeah. yeah. So I just really liked it, and uh, I think this was in March. Yeah. And in March, always uh, also is the the Amsterdam Coffee Festival. Oh. Okay, so cool. this is where all the the, the, the Amsterdam roasters will come and guys from all over the world. So it's a really nice, uh, fun festival to visit. Yeah, where is that? In the Westergas Fabriek oh, okay. in yeah. Amsterdam West. Yeah. So it's really, really nice. So this was in March 2019. So at the same time, I was kind of fixing the coffee bar and yeah. fixing the location. So I was just busy with all these kind of things, looking for my suppliers. So I was at the festival and I get in touch with this guy, Martin. Mm. And we would talk about all these kind of things. Didn't realize that this was the guy from MoMA. But no, okay, but hold on. 
I mean, why were you calling him in the first place? We were standing there with a lot of guys. So uh, guys from uh, Alleborg, which is a coffee machine supplier. Mm -hmm. So we were just, uh, I, 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 I knew a lot of those guys. Who, eh? So it, it was a group talking uh, with see. each so, other. So you were talking to him face to face. Yeah, in a group. In a group. So we were in oh, a group okay. and I knew a few guys, but I didn't know them all. And yeah. he was standing next to me. So we were talking, uh, who are you? So I was saying, I'm Axel and I work at Mogador and blah, blah, blah. I was saying all, all these things. So I asked him, of course, as well, well, who are you? And he told me, yeah, I'm Martin and I'm from uh, MoMA Milk. And I'm like, well, that's a funny story because I saw you were supplying to Native. <laughs> and I told him my story, look, I'm maybe I'm going to open my own coffee place. It's not 100% sure. Yeah. But when I open my own place... I would like to have your milk as well. And I don't know, because I never tried his milk before. Yeah. I just liked the guy himself. Yeah. I liked his story. Yeah. And I, I liked the way he would supply his milk in the jerry cans. That was all. So I never even had a had a taste of his milk. Oh, but your eyes are smiling when you yeah, talk about Yeah, yeah, because I just I just trusted him. I guess because I I, I, I liked him. Mm. I liked his story because he was telling me about his organic farm and with the cows and the way mm. he was uh, he he was uh, how do you say it like the the way he he's working. Yeah, I just really liked his the story. The way he was milking the cows. Exactly, because like like <laughs> so for all of you listening, cows, yeah. because I'm sitting opposite <laughs> Axel, but he's like. He's moving his hands in in the movement as you would when you're milking a cow. Yeah, exactly. I've milked cows before because I kind of didn't have the guts to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can see your hands like milking a cow. <laughs> anyway, but the way he was explaining how he yeah. milks the cows was yeah. very was it obviously very respectful to the animals and yeah, tell exactly. Us the, like yeah. a real he's a real farmer. Yeah. So he really loves his animals, and I just really like the way he works. Yeah. So he was explaining it to me and I just thought, yeah, this is the guy I want to yeah. work with. Yeah. And I didn't even try this milk, but I just thought, yeah, this yeah. is it. Nice. I, tr I trust him. Yeah. yeah. So going back to Cape Town now, because you were busy searching. Yeah. So you so you came back after the holiday. You were obviously there for a couple of weeks. You yeah. came back. Now this was March that you're talking about. So yeah. that was now January. You're in Cape Town. March, Cape Town. you're now at the coffee uh, place. And you mentioned now uh, in conversation now, you said you were working at the Mogador. Yeah. So in the meantime, you're busy still working at Mogador. You're still searching for your own places and you are going to these festivals because you're taking yourself very seriously. Yeah. You have this goal, you have this vision and you're going for it, but you know exactly what you're looking for and you're just sort of letting the puzzle fall into place. Exactly. Like, yeah. All right. So this was March now. Then tell us... What happened after that? Uh, after March? Yeah, because now yeah. you found your... Well, you said this is a funny story to MoMA, the milk yeah, supplier. Yeah. And then? Well, at March, it was really like uh, this location was here. Mm. But I wasn't really sure if it would uh, proceed mm. because I didn't really have the money. I had so some. this location that you're at now was available? It was available. But there was this uh, this this uh, lady was still renting the shop, mm. but she would go uh, out in April, which I knew. Okay. So I would just had 
to wait until uh, she would leave. Mm. But then again, I would know that the location was available. I uh, was looking for my supplier, so with the coffee and the milk, and I was busy doing and looking for those kind of things. But still, I knew, I, I, I didn't know for sure if it would go on 100%, because I didn't really have the money to do it. So, but, but did you, how did you come across this? So, did you found this on Funda or? No, I just went in the shop and said, I'm Axel and I love this shop and I wanted to start my own coffee bar in here. So, but was there a sign outside saying, nothing, to no, her nothing, for rent? nothing. This was the, the soup lady, like, yeah. was still in there. Yeah. But, like, but I mean, how that's that's like weird. Right. Yeah, yeah, it, it is weird. So yeah. you went into this woman's soup bar and you said, "Listen, I want this space." Yeah, I did. Yeah, but she was just <laughs> she was having her uh, soup there, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, okay, that's super brave. Yeah. And then? Well, then there was uh, behind my uh, place there is a general place as well. So there's a bigger space behind the butcher mm -hmm. so like the the whole uh building is connected to each other so you have the butcher shop on the left you have me with a little coffee bar on the right and behind our two shops there's a bigger space mm -hmm. so this was uh this was a possibility for me to rent that space oh i see so because the soup lady was in the front. Yes, exactly. Where you are now. Where I am now. But how did, did you know that that place in the back was for rent? I, I, I heard uh, people, uh, because I was telling to people, well, I have this okay. shop in mind. Yeah. And people would tell me, okay, that is fun. And I know the location you were talking about. So they uh, told me that uh, there was a location in the back as well i never have seen it before so I, I would just go in and have a look okay so you didn't know that some that the back room was potentially for rent i didn't know no no but via via you heard yeah. maybe maybe because i was looking i had my eye on the shop in the front yes but of course this soup lady was you had your eye here. on the prize yeah you didn't I, yeah i did i didn't this, i didn't want perfect. to yeah but this soup lady was in the front yeah so she wasn't leaving, of course, because she was just recently opened her shop. Yeah. So uh, which is my neighbor of the butcher shop mm -hmm. and like the owner of the place, told me, well, there is this place in the back, which is the possibility for you to start your own coffee bar. So, of course, I was very excited that this place was here and mm -hmm. I had a possibility. But still, this is a place in the back, which you cannot see yeah. when you are walking on, this, yeah. on, this, on the street. So I, I really had my doubts because, yeah. of course, I'm very excited. I can start now. I finally have a location. And you had the money saved up by this point? Well, kind of. Yeah. And what month was this now? Uh, I think that we were now in, in, well, still in March, April. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, I had some money, but uh, not really. But I will explain it okay, uh, yeah. later. Um so I, I had my eye on the on the location in the back and I was uh, yeah, dreaming about it and how can we make it work. And But still, we were uh, 
and we were discussing what kind of rent I, I would pay because it's quite a big location. It is in the city center. Mm. But then again, you cannot see it from the street. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird place yeah. to start your coffee yeah. bar. So Did it have uh, did it have a window it, from the other side? Yeah, it had a window from so the it, other it's side. It's not like you were in a cave. Well, you are kind of because uh, there is a, like a garden there mm -hmm. there is uh, only one part of where you can uh, see the shop but it's behind the butcher so if you would access the location you would still need to go through the butcher shop yes to okay go in the yeah, shop in okay. the back yeah so it was kind of a weird place and yeah yeah i i really had i didn't really had a good feeling about it mm. but still i was very excited of mm. course and i just wanted to make it work And then uh, when we would uh, when we uh, discussed the price of the rent, we would almost uh, make a deal. Mm. And then the soup lady told us, "I am leaving." Oh wow! Unbelievable. Yeah, un unbelievable. It is. So I think this was somewhere in April. So at that time, she told us, "Okay, I am leaving." So this was a really big opportunity for me to rent the spot in the front. And this was the time, I think, really that I realized, okay, I think it's going to happen. Wow. I think I'm going to own my and own coffee bar. And when was this bar. now? Still April? Still or? April. Yeah, so this all happened in April. I, th I think it, it, it did. So yeah. I, I was working on it already in March, so getting to my suppliers. But I would told everyone mm. or to tell everyone, look, I am busy. I'm not sure if it's going to work, but I'm just working on it now. Mm. Um, so did you have a business plan? No, I didn't. Yeah, no. well, my my plan was making good coffee. No, okay, but you didn't write down a business plan or not so really. Can no. I ask how much roundabout you saved to open this? Like, what did you need to put together to get this going? I think at the end of it, uh, it was eight thousand euros. Yeah. I How think so. Stunning. And yeah. you know, I interviewed, um, I'm actually so proud of her. She's like one of my greatest inspirations of, I mean, starting little businesses like this, you know. She started a, also in, in the paper in Amsterdam. I don't know if you know my little patisserie. It's also close to Scandinavian MC. Yeah, I heard about well, it. Well, I like I'm her one of her biggest ambassadors because I interviewed her like six mm. months after she opened, and I did that on my other talk show, and then I interviewed her again when she was pregnant with children and having still got her little patisserie. And she also, you know, she put money. She did go to the bank, uh, um, and I think at that time she said about I, I don't know why I remember five thousand that she maybe had borrowed from the bank. Can't remember though, so don't quote me on this. Um, but you know, it's just so beautiful. It's not a lot of money, right? You can save this. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. Of course, it's of course a lot. It's a but, lot but, but you worked... for opening your shop. Yeah. No, it's, it's not okay. really a lot. No. And of course, you spoke about your father-in-law or your girlfriend's father helping you out. Mm -hmm. You know, which goes a long way if people come in and help you out, and you know your loved ones. And yeah, I know that uh, I have a good understanding that the coffee machines can be quite expensive. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Yeah. So. How much was a coffee machine about? Well, the coffee machine uh, costs around ten thousand. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I uh, because I didn't really have the money. Yeah. I called uh, these guy from uh, Alleborg, which yeah. uh, is the supplier of the grinders and the machines, mm -hmm. and I would just tell him very honestly because I I knew him for a few years because I I worked in the coffee business. A long time before. Yeah. So I just called him up. I said, "Well, this is my opportunity." 
I, but the problem is I don't have the money. So what yeah. can we do about it? Is there a, an opportunity for 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 me to to uh, buy the machine mm. in a different way? Yeah. Is there a way that I can pay you in a monthly amount or yeah. what can we do? So he told me that there was a possibility for me to lease the machine. Mm. So I would uh, go and find out mm. what we could do. So, uh, well, long story short is that uh, I uh, bought a machine and I paid uh, 4,000 euros. Mm -hmm. so like I'll, a deposit. Like a deposit. Yeah. So I paid 4,000 euros straight away. Mm. And the other part I am paying off in two years. Brilliant. Nice. So the, the, this was a big thing because yeah. the, 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 the most... Well, that is the instrument. Yeah. And the most <laughs> expensive thing yeah. that I needed for my shop... Mm. So this was big for me that yeah. I could uh, pay 4,000 euros. It's unbelievable, right? I mean, 8,000 and... No, 10,000, you said. How much was it? I think it's somewhere... Well, I... But what did you just say? 10, right? I think it was something somewhere around 8,000, but the machine would cost... 10. Yes, okay, because I know also in my interview with Ricard, it was also, I think he I think he said around 15,000 or something, mm -hmm. you know, it was like GCM. Yeah, I think I had about 8,000 euros on my bank account. Yeah. And it was it was all gone. It was yeah. really till the very last <laughs> drop. It was all gone. So tell me, talk to me, what, why do you love coffee? Where did this all come from? I think it started in, I think it started in 2012. Yeah. I just came across it. I, 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 like, did you not have a job and then you started I, working at coffee yeah, shop, cafe? I, I, and I was working for uh, Goede Doelen. How do you say it in English? Uh, like good deeds, like yeah, good, yeah, like charities, uh, or? charities. Yeah. I would go by doors and uh, f funding okay. people to uh, give money for like the, the charities. Like sort of street marketing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, this was just for me to to. Who were you working for? Uh, the the company was called SQ People, okay. and I yeah. would work for Warchild and those kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. charities. So this was just for me to earn some money and right. So I would just came across coffee. Uh, I don't really know because I I didn't really drink coffee at the time. I think I just saw a book somewhere with coffee, and I saw it on TV sometimes. And it just drew my... Uh, what do you mean you saw a book somewhere? Yeah, like, so was I book? was in a... You have this very beautiful bookshop in Harlem. It's called one? Ha, ha de Vries yes. Boeken. Yeah. It's this beautiful place. When you are in Harlem, you need to visit this book place as well. <laughs> yeah. It's a really nice place. And I and I I would see this book with, with coffee pictures and, yeah. and the machine and, and, and the coffee itself. All the... the, the the accessories, so it would the like apparatus, apparatus, and, and the, the chemicals, and all this beautiful coffee products, and it just drew my attention. And I, I don't really know what happened, but I just said to myself, I want to work in a coffee bar. Wow. I, I, I don't really know That's how so it became. Yeah, it was just, it really drew my attention. I was like, I want to work in a coffee bar yeah. because I was studying at the at the time. Were you studying? I was uh, in the SEALs, which is a sports oh, education. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to work in a coffee bar because I wanted to work in a bar, but I wanted to work in a nice bar. Mm. So n not like in a French size or in a Starbucks. I wanted to work in a... In More a, like, an, um, like an authentic... Authentic coffee, coffee bar, bar yeah. with real hair, so... Yeah, so um, I would go in Harlem and I would go by the shops, see if they were looking for people or... Uh, 
And then I came across Victor's Espresso Bar. Yeah. Which and this was in 2014. No, this was in 2012. 12, sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah 2012. And then, yeah. And I saw a sign on, on, the, on the window. We are looking for staff. Please come in and hand us your resume and we'll get back to you. So I would go in and I gave my resume. And of course, I was still studying at the time. So it would only be for two days, two days a week. Yeah. In the weekends. So I was 18 at the time and I didn't know shit about coffee, like nothing. <laughs> so I, I was just, uh, yeah, so they, they hired me and they were learning me about hey, coffee. So you were eight, 18 at 18 the time? 18 at the time, yeah. yeah. So they, they, they would learn me how to make coffee and I just really liked it. I liked making coffee. I liked being there in the shop and knowing the regular customers, knowing their name and what they are drinking and yeah. what they are doing for work and... It was just a really nice, like a living room where you would be and, and serving the people coffee. I just loved it. Yeah. And this is where I met my girlfriend as well because yeah. she was uh, going to work at Victor's two years later in 2014. So we worked together for more than a year. And this is when we decided to go to Australia together. Okay. Yeah. So we were together for six months. Of course, Australia, very short. who are known yeah. for their cappuccinos. Huh? Yeah. So w we, we would go there and I read on the internet as, that Australia was like a very big coffee culture. But okay, I would go there and I was in Sydney and I would see all these coffee bars and everywhere, everywhere you go, you get a good coffee. It's amazing, and right? It is amazing. They so foam, it's foam, like everywhere. I mean, I, was, I went to Australia, I've been there twice and yeah, I, it was because that's when that sort of creamy foam that you're starting to see now yeah. in, in a lot of coffee shops, cafes. Finally, yeah. You're starting to see that now. Yeah. Um, but they were, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, this was like, what was this now? I don't know, 20 years ago even, yeah. you know? They were... They even were, still then. Yeah. Yeah. They just really know how to make a proper coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So th this is where I fell in love. Like when I was working at Victor's, I liked working in the coffee business. But when I was in Australia, I would fell in love. I was really fell in love with like the the, the coffee business. Mm. I We have... We would go to a lot of coffee bars in Sydney mm. and in Melbourne. And I just really, really liked it. it. I really enjoyed it. And this is where I, I really knew that I wanted to have my own coffee. It, like it bar. reaffirmed. Yeah. yeah but, it was but now like, for oh my real. God, I need to make, I, I, like, yeah. I need to do this. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, I realized that I didn't know anything about coffee. Because the, a whole new world would open up for me. Mm. There's so much more to learn. But life's like that, right? Isn't that interesting that when, when you do decide you want to do something mm -hmm. and then you start. So in your case, you started working at the coffee bar at... Um, Victor's. Victor's. Yeah. Um, so you start and in your case, you were working for someone. Other people, they start, they could start their own business already, huh? Mm. When they get that uh, initial twitch. And then suddenly, it's like you start and then you... You make that step and then you settle in it and then suddenly you get to a point where you're like, oh my God, I feel like I just don't know anything at the moment. Yeah. Because you you now at that level where you need to now really uh, expand and grow your mind in this area. The first step was just like the step into it. Step huh? into it, yeah. Yeah, and now you like, you know, understand, oh my goodness, I feel like I just, 
I feel like I'm in the deep end mm -hmm. in a way. But then it's at that moment where some people either, you know, they uh, they quit. Yeah, exactly. Or they, they say, "Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I want to, I want to go deeper. Mm -hmm. I want to know more, and I'm gonna take this challenge on." You know? Yeah. Well, I did. <laughs> yeah. I awesome. Did. Yeah. So then you came back from Australia. And then? Yeah. I came back from, well, we came back from Australia in 2016. Mm. Uh, and of course, we were back in Holland and all the money was gone because we spent it all. Yeah. Uh, so we needed to get a job. And again, I wanted to work in coffee because I fell in love. Yeah. Um, so this is when they were looking for someone at Brandmeesters, mm -hmm. which doesn't exist anymore as well. Uh, but they were looking for someone uh, for to to work in their shop in Harlem for four days a week. So uh, I I uh, supplied I. Oh, uh, uh, solicited. Exactly yeah, for you the put your CV forward. Yeah, 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 yeah for the job, and they hired me. So I was very happy because I was back in. Was that on the corner there? That was no. On the it was in the, it was in the Schachelstraat. It was a very big place. Yeah, I've, very I, I big. To, I feel like I know it. I and they would sell it. machines, and they would sell. Oh yes, coffee yes. mugs and always, beans. It, the coffee was amazing. Yeah, but never full. No, it was quite all the time. It was a bit weird because you. It's very weird. You yeah. always you, you felt like you were. Uh, they were selling mostly equipment, almost. Yeah, right? but, yeah, exactly. But the coffee was amazing. The coffee but there was, was good. No atmosphere. Yeah, but there was no uh, and was it was quiet. It was yeah, quiet all yeah. all the time. So, which gave me the opportunity to learn a lot about coffee yeah. and read all the books and just uh, learn a lot. So, I would go and, and, and open up machines and see how it works. Seriously, yeah. yeah and read the books <laughs> and go on the internet and watch videos to uh, uh, about all things about coffee. Uh, practicing my latte art. Uh, your latte yeah yeah like the oh, the, 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 the art exactly the, yeah yeah from the foam on, yeah yeah that's and amazing also right that yeah, is an art that is an art yeah, yeah yeah it takes a lot of practice but it's 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 really fun i like to how do. you say that my yeah. latte art yeah <laughs> nice and we, we were selling books there as well books about coffee yes. and and i would oh my gosh be, because you, it was you so quiet up in like you ended up in the coffee library exactly because yeah. they were like that they yeah. sold all the books and all the equipment exactly so they, it really because it was so quiet all the time it really gave me the opportunity yeah. to learn a lot so i would read all the books three or four times uh and and i learned about uh, I learned a lot about it all, about coffee beans, coffee equipment, uh, harvesting coffee, growing coffee, everything. Wow. So uh, this is where I, so I learned education. a lot. Coffee education, yeah. Coffee education, like yeah. Yeah. So I would work there uh, for four days a week. Uh, and then uh, this uh, job came available at Mogador. Okay. So I would combine my job at Brandmeesters and I would work at Mogador at the same time. Mm. I did so two that. days at Mogador, two days. Day and four days at Brandmeesters. Mm. So I, I had done that for half a year, six months, where I made the decision to stop my job at Brandmeesters mm. and would go to Mogador full-time. Mm. Because the Mogador was a very busy and vibrant coffee bar. Yeah. At so the, guys, just for all of you listening, Harlem does have really stunning little... 
cafes and bars and it is really a beautiful city so if you ever come to the Netherlands you need to come to Harlem because it is definitely worth your while and Mogador is also one of the other sort of if you could say elite coffee bars in 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 Harlem and their coffee is also great yeah coffee is great I mean of course coffee is always yeah it's beautiful inside it's nice it's very busy it's on a nice location yeah it's kind of on a corner so there are always sitting a lot of people outside as well and the same owner has a very nice shop uh, besides Mogador which is called Mabruk yeah and it's also worth a visit when you're here yeah it's really nice Mabruk sells all like If you can think of any amazing product from different countries of the world, they sell it. Yeah. Like from condiments to certain pastas and noodles. And it's the tiniest shop as well. And it's always jam-packed. It's so busy. (laughs) But okay, so you're working at Mogador for how long then? I think uh, two years. Two years. Because this was in what year that you started there? I started there in the summer of 2017. Yeah, all right. And that then took us to 2019. To start my own uh, coffee bar. When you started. So how old is your coffee bar now? Uh, Eight months. It's from uh, June 14. Oh, and now it's February 4th. I think it's eight months today. Oh, no way. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, because I opened on June 14. And now we are at February 14. So that should be eight months. Yeah. I almost like I want to toast you, but we don't. Yeah, we don't have. <laughs> we only have tea. Toast material right now. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Yeah, eight months. Eight months. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't re- realize, but now yeah. we do. So, when you were a little boy, like, what did you? Uh, did you have a good upbringing? Were you? Did you have like a happy childhood? Yeah, know? of course. Yeah, I yeah. was living in Vogelsang. Yeah. With my older brother and my older sister. Yeah. yeah. And did you not did, did did you ever have dreams then that you remember now still or if you look uh, yeah, back at that time to be a professional baseball player? Oh, serious? Yeah, because oh I gosh. played <laughs> baseball when I was a kid. Well, until I was uh, sixteen something, and of course, when you are a kid, you have big dreams. And I wanted to be a professional baseball player. Yeah. For how long? I I don't really know. Uh, I I think until I was. Uh, 16 because then i stopped yeah because of course you have school and after school you need to go to work because you have yeah. to earn some money as well but you then also studied sports so you yeah did well kind of... i started when i was 16 yeah so i stopped playing baseball when i was 16 because yeah. then i was in uh in middle school i yeah, think it's called like high, high school. school yeah so then i had some more time of course yeah but uh then but again, the point I, is is that you did you were the fact that you studied your your SIVA seals uh, seals. certificate. Seals, yeah. You, you were also then going in the route of sports. Yeah, yeah, but I, to be honest, I don't really know why I choose to go to seals afterwards. Oh, okay. I was sixteen. I was young. I thought I wanted to do the seals education, but in year two, maybe year three, I just realized this is not for me this mm. this uh ed- this uh, ed- education yeah but i wanted to uh get my 
degree because that would give me the possibility to educate on a higher level mm. uh, what I wanted to do. But then I met my girlfriend and she had plans to go to Australia for a year. Yeah, because by then you were working as a student. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you hadn't actually then got to, but did you finish your seals? I, I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Be- because so, I wanted to go on a higher level. Yeah. So then. for those of you guys listening, um, the seal certificate in the Netherlands is like a, uh, it's a sports certificate exactly. it's like it, yeah. it gives you a certificate to go and teach sports teach sports yeah yeah, yeah. you can go so, to do all kinds of things yeah. in, in sports yeah 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 all right so you did your you did the foundation of your seal certificate which allowed you to then study higher at university exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and but then you didn't go study high at university because you you were working in the cafe already and yeah, that's where your coffee journey started and, and then you went to australia she had this plan to go to okay. australia yeah cool so what like here you are now you've got your yeah you you've you've stepped into a dream i did yeah and yeah, for sure. you haven't just stepped into it you you have made this dream a reality um and so often they say when you're when you're in the right space in your life you know and you when you're really tuning in to your truth then life flows for you you know like Mm -hmm. you still have to pick up the phone and call someone and make that call you still have to walk into that you know that space and say listen i want to rent this place you got to physically do stuff you can't Mm -hmm. sit on your bum and then expect it all to happen no but so would you say that this journey of yours from when you saw that coffee book in the shop that day would you say it's been an easy process looking back like has it flowed? Mm. Should we say has it flowed? Well, it it it, it hasn't been easy, of course, mm. because at some time I had this uh, because I didn't find my place to start my own shop, and I thought, well, this is it. I'm going to step out of coffee and do something else. Okay. Because I am not going to work for for someone else all my life in a coffee bar. Because I think there is a huge difference with having your own coffee bar mm. or working for someone in a coffee bar. Because I, I uh, so sometimes I thought, well, this is not going to work. I am not being able to find my location. So I'm going to stop with coffee and do something else mm. because I wanted to succeed in something. Like, so uh, that was a really... that was really difficult for you the fact that you couldn't find a location yeah because i was i i was busy uh, searching for my location every day wow. i would go when i had a day off i would go have a walk in the city center mm. going in all the streets looking for nice buildings and for nice how long location. was this time of that that you were looking for i mean you spoke three about years, Cape Town, yeah, three but it was years. over three year process three years yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah. sometimes, of course, uh, more than other times. Mm. So, but I was always looking on like, like on Fanda and on yeah. the internet and yeah. looking for locations to rent or. So I, I was always busy with my yeah, starting my own coffee bar, yeah. having a good location. And when, when there's nothing coming, so sometimes I thought I maybe need to quit, I maybe need to do something else mm. because I have this thing in my mind. This really little coffee bar, mm. and I can't find it. It's That's taking amazing. me a very long time. Yeah. So of course, in that way, it wasn't easy always, of course. But still, I just uh, when when this uh, came in my mind, like this location, it really gave me new energy mm. to focus and uh, 
to to see if it was possible for me mm. wow that's um yeah that's quite interesting and i mean i hear this with people looking for houses actually you know oh, yeah. when <laughs> when people are looking for a location they have an idea in their head and i think because you were so clear about your idea it did come to you and i hear this time and time again what you wish for will come if you yeah. have a clear idea about what it is um obviously you need to put in 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 the effort of course yeah. um but if it's a super clear idea it I, i'm i've mostly heard that these come into fruition into fruition yeah and i think maybe it's when you when when you're not exactly clear in your mind that's when the process can take even longer like you felt it took long okay three years was long but if you look back it wasn't long because look how much you learned in that time look yeah, actually yeah. actually you needed that time because you started working at the Brandmeister in that time right yeah yeah exactly so i learned actually, a lot yeah you learned yeah. so much so it was the universe was saying don't worry it's coming yeah like you've got that clear vision it's so clear it's coming but you still need to learn a few things yeah right i believe in that as well because i've seen this documentary on netflix which one i'm not sure what the what the name was of the of this documentary but it was the like if you want something it will happen to you like if you are uh oh you need to tell me you need to let me know what yeah. it is and i'll put it on the show notes for uh for this I for those of you guys it listening up because it's a it's a very good uh documentary mm. but it's uh basically it says if you really want to have something mm. or if you really want to do something it will it, it will come mm. if you believe in it it will happen and i will look up the name of this uh yeah document. i do I, i can't remember now but yeah i really believe in that as well if yeah. you want it if you believe in it of course you need to put effort in and in, in have, it's about that vision it's about yeah. the clarity yeah. of exactly what you see yeah. like i even have an exact clear vision of what my studio eventually how when i because at the moment I love my studio this is perfect for me where you know right now mm -hmm. um my kids are still small but I also have a another idea of a studio and I've written I've even drawn it down oh, yeah? you know I even <laughs> know what it even yeah. because I paint as well you know so it's even got a studio on the side of it where I can go cr crazy and paint and then yeah anyway so I have that exact picture in my head as well and I believe in that as well and I think um I think that so many people get so disheartened when it's not coming their way and i think what i can say to that is either your vision isn't clear enough yet yeah or it's 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 breeding time it's brooding breeding time you know it's stewing the coffee yeah, exactly. stewing it's yeah, needing yeah. to still you need more time to get a clear vision yeah. maybe or to learn things yeah 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 wow and so what has been now that you've had this bar coffee bar for eight months what's been your biggest challenge so far like well you've got your your bar now right yeah. and what's been your biggest challenge my biggest challenge well i don't really know because for 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 my uh feeling feeling it goes really smooth i just do my thing i make my coffee i enjoying it a lot of regular customers are coming in now new ones and old ones uh challenge i i didn't well of course i work work up work a lot 
in the first m four months, I would work seven days a week to mm. start my business and let people know my coffee bar. And now I'm working six days a week. So it's, it's, it's a lot, but still... Um, and your hours, because I had to look for us to set up this yeah. conversation. That your hours are from? Well, I start working. I, I'm open Tuesday till Friday, yeah. and I start working at 6.30. Mm. Most of the times I'm done at 5 o'clock yeah. with uh, my cleaning and all those mm. kind of things. Saturday, I start at 8.30 till 5, and Sunday, 9.30 till yeah. 5. So... I'm open up very early, four days a week, and then I can uh, sleep out a bit on Saturday and Sunday. So I always tell people I don't work six days a week. I just work four days a week. Then I work Saturday, and then I work Sunday, <laughs> and then I have a day <laughs> off on Monday. So if uh, you look at it that way, it's kind of different as well. Yeah. But I mean, your eyes are shining, you know? Yeah. Like, you just... Like, I love like, what I do. Yeah. 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 Wow. And... Even though if I need to work a lot, I, I, I love it. And mm. I love being there as well. Yeah. I, I really do. So you're, you're in this, you've got it. So yeah. what's the next vision? Uh, is another vision brewing or are you just so in the moment? I'm, I'm so in the moment at the time. I don't have an uh, ambition to go bigger mm. because I just want to be and I want to stay a very small coffee bar. Yeah. I want to keep it very personal. I want to keep the quality uh, as high as I can possibly take it and have it. So I want to still use high quality products. So I just want to do... I'm, I'm very happy uh, as how it is going now. So if I could do and and uh, if I could do this for the next five years, I would be very happy. Yeah. I don't... It is going very well. Uh, it's it's very busy. It's always very busy. So I, I don't and I don't have an ambition to go bigger no. and to earn more money mm. or to have different locations. No, mm. I just want to do this and I want to enjoy it. Because mm. how old are you now? About twenty six, twenty five. I'm yeah, going 25, to be twenty six yeah. in May. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't really want to uh, put a time mark on it, but still I, I I know that I don't want to do this for fifteen or twenty years. Mm. So when people ask me, what are your plans? I, I, I always say, well, as long as I can enjoy my work as I do it now, mm. I'll be very happy. Yeah. If I really want to, if I really need to put a time on it, I think I want to do this for five years mm. and then go and do something else. Yeah. Maybe and in coffee, maybe in, in, in who knows? a different kind yeah. of branch. Yeah. Not, I'm not sure. You're not busy with that now, yeah. No, I, I'm just doing my thing. But I think thing. that that's the, what you just said. There is key because you know this is your baby. Yeah. And you started it. Mm -hmm. And from my own experience, I also know you know when you start a company, it's your baby, and you feel this sort of sense of loyalty. And then when the time comes where you're not enjoying, you know, I, I had a recruitment business in London, so you know, it was my baby. I mean, I was putting in serious work with that and mm -hmm. I did well and um but at a certain moment I wasn't enjoying it anymore you know it was like that this chapter's finished yeah exactly but I found it really difficult to let go oh, because yeah. it was my baby yeah of course oh yeah. my god I, I mean I, I had staff imagine. also working for me but it was yeah. my baby and and I hear this with so many entrepreneurs in fact 
many, many, many entrepreneurs, huh? I mean, obviously the Richard Bransons say, you know, they when they're not having fun anymore, they let it go. And, you know, you obviously that's on such a different scale. Of course, But yeah. when you're on our scale, you know, um, it's, it's, so, it's so important to know when that time comes when you're not having fun anymore because you you don't let it go and then you end up staying in it and you then you get a bit burnt out because because you're not having fun exactly. but you have this inner conflict it's taking a lot of more energy when yeah. you're not having fun mm. and the fact that you realize this right now even also is mm -hmm. so healthy but i can imagine it will be very hard to say goodbye it will you see at the end. it is hard but you say i mean universally things will happen things will eventually happen mm -hmm. where you where you do say goodbye Because it's inevitable. Yeah. So either you do it healthily, huh? Exactly. Where yeah. you're in control and you can actually have a good party and say goodbye, or universal things will happen. Yeah. But and at one point, it will stop. At one point, at one, it will. Yeah. Unless you're still having fun. Exactly. But yeah. the fact that you already know, like, I'm going to get this five years and I'm having fun now and this is my focus. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's five, maybe it's six or seven or eight. I, I don't know, but. No, the point is like as long as you're having fun. As long as I'm having fun and soon, well, um, eventually there will be one day where I will think, well, I think this is done now. Yeah. I did it. I done it. Yeah. It has been fun. This chapter now is yeah. done. It's closed. And mm. then you need to do Sorry. something else. Yeah. So, yeah, well, and that's what I tell people. I just want to do it and have fun. And when I feel, okay, this chapter is done, I will close the shop and... Stunning. Do something else, but Beautiful. I don't know what. Yeah. Maybe in coffee. I just like to work with, uh, with, with uh, uh, being a personal, like being uh, low key, uh, well, high quality. You say personal, meaning you enjoy the interaction. Yeah. So I, I, I would rather work in a re restaurant with ten tables mm. than work in a re restaurant with forty tables. Yeah. I just like to be. Uh, Yeah, very personal to people, mm. explaining my story or you uh, or working with with high quality products. So it can be maybe in wine or 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 maybe in in, in a restaurant. You know what's nice know. to open is um, there's this beautiful. Uh, l l listen to me. We're already planning now the <laughs> <Yeah>. next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, me. We're planning the next. I uh, know. Uh, anyway, I'm going to finish my sentence since I started. But um, no, there's this beautiful champagne bar in Paris, and mm. it's just champagne. Nice with oysters. That's oh, it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, God. but it's, it's really like, good, right? But and also, like you said, it's got like eight tables. Yeah, and it is always full. Yeah, but it was, my husband will remember the name. I always forget it, but we always go there when we go to Paris. But um, so what do you think it is about Axel that has? that has been able to make this dream come alive. What is it what is it about you, do you think? Yeah, it's hard to tell. I think it's our well, people come to my shop for two things. Of course it's for the coffee, but it's for me as well. Mm. I think that's a really strong uh part of my shop is me being there and just me. So it is only me working in the shop. There's never somebody else. So people know what they're what they are go going to get. So, it, it, but I mean, in order to have created this dream for yeah. yourself, what do you think it is about you? What would you say? What are the character traits about you? 
I mean, obviously you talk about your vision being so yeah, clear. I don't really know. People always tell me that I have the gun factor. You, yeah, you've got the... Um, well, to gun someone is yeah. to wish the best for them. Exactly. So, I mean, you're a positive person. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, I know I, I am, and it's it's hard to tell. Would I, you describe yourself as a positive person? I, I would, yeah. I what would, would your sure. mom say? If someone asked your mom, like, how would you describe Axel? What do you think she would say? Ooh, she would say that I am, well, of course, a very positive person. I'm very social. Uh, uh, I'm very uh, dedicated. Dedicated. Yeah, yeah. I'm very dedicated. She would say I am a hardworking person, uh, of course, now having my own coffee bar. Um, what else would she say? We, we can give her a call. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What else would you say? Um, I have... Uh, Do you think she's available now? I don't think so, no. Otherwise, oh. <laughs> um, I would say let's call her. I would... Um, it's also hard to, to explain it in English because I'm thinking in Dutch. Yeah. Um, no, say it in Dutch then and yeah. I'll translate it. What would you say? Yeah. Dat ik altijd op zoek ben naar een uitdaging. You always so, on search for a yeah, challenge. Yeah, always search for a challenge. So I'm never done with something. So yeah. same with coffee now. I always want to learn more. Yeah. So the the, the book is never. You're gonna need to now go to a farm. Yeah, exactly. In yeah. Africa or in South yeah, America. Yeah, there's always more. And yeah, but that's a nice. That's actually something so nice to do because yeah. that's now you've got your bar. So now let's go into Africa or into, you know, go visit one of the farms. Exactly. I mean, you've got a beautiful Instagram page. Yeah. So um, what's your Instagram page's name? Also, uh, X Speciality. X Speciality Coffee. Yeah. 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 Speci speciality Coffee, huh? Yeah, well, it's uh, Specialty Coffee. Specialty. So it's S-P-E-C-I-A-L-T-I coffee maybe that's why i got it wrong you mean not i why why yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like like why specialty yeah. why yeah coffee. X specialty yeah. coffee so um okay i but just i well i think it's hard to 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 uh talk about myself in that way but i just think people like to come to my bar mm. and be there and uh it is also with my with my customers coming in mm. they, they they didn't knew each other before yeah but now they know each other because they uh, would see each other at my coffee bar and they are they are all having good re 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 relationships now yeah they're forming a little community yeah, yeah yeah so i just think people like being there well i'm looking forward to your one-year little party huh yeah i should be there <laughs> yeah 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 because so then I, what what month will that be june yeah summer june yes yeah, nice. summer yeah summer because I still need to do my opening party as well. But oh my I gosh. Think, yeah. <laughs> I think we will just do the one year the one, anniversary. Everything in one. Yeah. So what advice would you give to other people who have this dream? St stick to it. So people would always tell me like, uh, when I would explain people my uh, plan, my vision, I want to start a very little coffee bar on my own, focus on the coffee. A lot of people tell me and still are telling me, don't you want to go bigger? Mm. And don't you want to have more tables and, and, and more space to have people in? So stick to your plan. If you really have a clear vision on what you want, stick to it. 
same with me wanting to have a coffee bar in the city center. I had an opportunity to open uh, to have a location outside of the city center, but still I said no because it, it wasn't what I wanted. Mm. And so you did stick to it. And yes, yeah, how has that vision. paid off for you? Explain how that's paid off. Well, at the end, is it really paid off because now I I really have what I want. Mm. So what I had in mind is exactly like really exactly till the very last brick of stone in the wall it's really what i wanted yeah and you know you feel it and that's why like um yeah that's just immediately when i walked in and i was sitting there and it was such an intimate little space and first there were the two guys with the dog and they left and then other people came in and then i was like okay how do I do this? And I was with my boy, you know, yeah. and then I, I often don't like to do this when I'm with my kids because, but he's so small still, so he can't um, sabotage the, well, <laughs> you <he> know, can. <laughs> no, but when, when it's, when it's like a five, four year old, five year old, you know, they can sabotage yeah. your, uh, your business uh, introduction, should we say, you yeah, know, so I thought, exactly. you know what, I'm just going to get your card. I'm not even going to say anything now. I'll contact him later when, later, you know, yeah. I'm in a quiet space. But thank God you came in yeah. and experienced like, the, the like the coffee bar of course it's very small but it works i oh, know it's perfect it's just beautiful it's your little dream that's come alive i love your story mm. thank you so much for sharing it with me of course yeah and of with course. everyone Glad listening to. guys there's absolutely nothing stopping you all from just going out there and the biggest message from today huh right axel is get your vision so crystal clear yeah yeah and stick to it and talk to people like ask questions and Share your vision, share your story, because there are always people knowing people mm. and that can help you out mm. or, uh, yeah. That is actually, I want to say something at that. I I agree with that and sharing it, yeah. okay? Because I've actually heard people talk about not sharing it. Don't share, share, share don't share your idea until it's happened. But actually, I've tried both. And I find universally that when I start just saying, I'm going to, I want my own talk show. I want my own talk show. I'm going to da, 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 da. Like I've had people call me and say, listen, I remember you said when we were both both interviewing at the IDFA Festival, I remember you said that you wanted to have your own talk show. So I said, yeah. She said, well, I'm needing someone who can host my talk show for me. Oh, yeah. And that was, ex- you know, if, if you hear someone say, okay, an English-speaking person in the Netherlands, huh? Mm-hmm. Say, I want my own talk show. People will look at you and think, mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, here I'm creating my own talk shows, but here someone also called me and I hosted a season of a talk show for her. And cool. go and tell Yeah, tell everyone. people. Yeah, tell it because people can help you out. And people always know people. And so just share your story and share your vision and... Uh, I think when you do that, you will come further. Mm. So don't keep it to yourself because then it will not happen. That's my vision of it. Yeah. 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 Oh. Share your story. Yeah. Sure. Oh, stunning. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the show with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's it's Valentine's Day. So you're going to go now and have a nice dinner with your girlfriend. I do. Yeah. Who you started this coffee journey with. huh? I did. Yeah. On really your eight did. month anniversary yeah. today. Yeah. Cool. Oh, thanks, Axel. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Axel, thank you so much for coming into the studio with me. It was 
it was such a pleasure to hear your story and and so inspiring to hear a story um you know with tools that we can use even myself you know in moving my talk show forward you know just the reminder of how you need to have a vision you need to be so clear about what you want and you know that three-year incubation period while um you were looking for property and I understand that we all have that. We all have that period where we feel that things aren't happening and they're not moving forward and they're not moving as fast as we want them to. But if you look back, you can see that there's a reason for it. You know, you were needing to learn and grow and really, you know, so that when you did start your your shop and when you did go and buy that machine, you knew exactly what machine to buy. You, you knew what you were looking for. So we all need these incubation periods. And maybe you guys listening now, you're also in an incubation period at the moment. And yeah, hindsight, I always say, is a fabulous thing. But, you know, we, we only have it, you know, once we're looking back. So... For you guys who maybe are a bit frustrated or, you know, you're feeling like you're just not getting where you need to be as quickly as you want to be, um, yeah, have faith that, you know, as long as your vision is clear, have faith that it's going to happen. And I think if there's anything, then what you need to be doing now is you need to focus on your vision. That's what you should be working on every single day is having that clear vision about what you want to achieve and then believing in it and follow the steps that you need to go to these festivals like you know like axel did or whatever it is your your genre is of of what your dream is you know just take steps wherever you can and have faith that it's that it's going to work so axel you're an amazing inspiration your coffee is, is so beautiful um and yeah obviously your bar I mean I said it so many times in the interview it's just the most stunning little bar so you guys can obviously find Axel um in the show notes uh on the website at inspirationalinterviews.com if you go there then you can well I'll leave some show notes there for you guys to um hook up with Axel or find his his bar and also I will get the details of that documentary was on Netflix that Axel was talking about so guys, um, yeah, it's going to be time for me now to introduce you to my next guest. So my next guest, Jade, is, well, what a beautiful person, stunning human being. Uh, she's an artist and she's about to launch her art exhibition that's going to be uh, taking place in London. I had the opportunity to meet with her and find out her beautiful life story. Um, yeah, you know, for me, what really inspired me about her was just that, yeah, she's just so connected with herself. She's always known from a young girl that she was good at art. And then, of course, for her, it was about the steps of trying to find her truth in it, you know, because art is, well, it's a massive world out there. And how do you find your truth in your creativity? So this is what her story was about. And, you know, she talks about the challenges of, you know, being teased or bullied a bit um, at certain periods of her life because she was being true to herself, but then she also wasn't fitting into the environment that she was in. So... She shares her journey of how she found her way, you know, to get to where she is today to to also be making her dream come true, which is this exhibition that she's going to be um, launching in London in September. So find out her amazingly beautiful story. She has one message, which is we are all human. And of course, that meaning we're all one. We're all connected. Um, 
and there should be no segregation, no judgment, no divide. So it's a beautiful story. Uh, next week, you'll be hearing my and Jade's conversation. Once again, guys, hit the like button if you enjoyed this. Share this on with family and friends. Uh, subscribe to inspirationalinterviews.com. It's for free. And yeah, you'll just be alerted every time there is a podcast coming out. So have an amazing week, guys. And can't wait to connect with you next week. See you on the flip side. All about, but you.